Hey there, this is the very first episode of The Space Shot. This podcast and video series is going to be a daily exploration of space history, current events, and the occasional coffee talk thrown in for good measure. And no, don't worry, it won't be Coffee Talk with Linda. Um, <laughs> that is one of my favorite SNL bits. Each day I'll be taking you on a short, because we've all got things to do, an educational journey into what happened in space history and what's going on in space news. For the first episode on May 15th, 2017, I've got two things to cover. First up is SpaceX and their launch earlier this evening at the time of this recording of the Inmarsat 5 F4 commercial communications satellite into a geostationary transfer orbit. The Falcon 9 lifted off from Launch Complex 39A right on time and delivered its payload to a successful parking orbit a short time later. The Falcon 9 that was launched tonight was an expendable version of the launch vehicle, so there was no landing attempt unlike earlier launches this year in which they actually landed the booster back on either the drone ship or back at LZ-1. In the next six to eight weeks, SpaceX has three launches on the manifest. Two of the three Falcon 9s that are going to be launched are going to be recovered either back at LZ-1 or on the autonomous drone ship, Of Course I Still Love You, um, which will be parked out in the Atlantic along that parabolic arc that that, that, that first stage takes um, after separating from the second stage. The Commercial Resupply Services, or CRS-11 mission for NASA, will resupply the International Space Station. BulgariaSat-1 uh, will provide direct-to-home television services for the Balkans and other European regions, and will be launched on a flight-proven booster no earlier than the middle of June. Uh, the booster that will be delivering the Bulgaria Sat 1 satellite to orbit was actually used earlier um, this year, back in January, for the Iridium Next constellation, the first 10 satellites that were launched from Vandenberg Air, uh, Air Force Base in California. SpaceX is currently 6 for 6 for launches this year, so if they're able to keep up their cadence, they'll actually be able to surpass the number of successful flights they had in 2016 by the end of June to early July of this year, which would be a huge milestone for them. So they're on track for the most launches in a year so far, which is good for them. Um, today in space history, on the morning of April 15th, astronaut Gordon Cooper launched on a Mercury Atlas um, from Launch Complex 14. Cape Canaveral Air Force Station on what was the final flight of the Mercury program, and it was the first time that Cooper flew in space. Leroy Gordon Cooper, or Gordo, was born in 1927 and came to NASA after being stationed at Edwards Air Force Base um, as a test pilot for Cold War era interceptors. Um, some of the aircraft he actually tested were designed to counter Soviet long-range bombers, uh, most notably the Tupolev Tu-95, which is actually still in use by Russia today. It's the last prop-driven uh, strategic bomber in existence, which is kind of interesting. After Cooper had gone through the selection process for NASA, he was chosen as one of the original Mercury 7 astronauts. Cooper served as CAPCOM, or Capsule Communicator, during Alan Shepard's first flight, um, which was just a suborbital flight. It wasn't orbital, so it was just a short little 15-minute, 15-and-a-half-minute flight. Um, compared to Cooper's flight, which was the final Mercury mission, which ran about 2,044 minutes longer than Alan Shepard's first flight into space. Cooper's mission completed 22 orbits and traveled roughly 546,000 statute miles and lasted 34 hours, 19 minutes, and 49 seconds. Cooper's Faith 7 capsule was modified in a few ways to allow for the day-plus mission in Earth orbit. 
The removal of the periscope and other extraneous systems um, was able to save NASA space and weight in a very, very tiny and cramped spam in a cam, uh, spam in a can capsule. It's a mouthful. Um, the extra space allowed for more fuel. Um, the addition of a in-cabin camera um, it was like a slow-scan television camera that allowed them to see Cooper in flight. And then there was also extra space for consumables. Earlier Mercury missions um, topped out at 9 hours and 13 minutes, which was the record for Wally Shiraz's Sigma-7 capsule. Cooper and Faith-7 stayed in orbit longer than all of the other Mercury missions combined, um, which is a long time for a tiny little capsule. Um, it was even longer than the first manned Gemini mission, which flew with two astronauts instead of the one that were in the Mercury capsules. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about what Gordo did in orbit on his final Mercury mission, and later this week I'm going to be talking about weather satellites, Apollo 10, and missions to Venus, which is pretty cool. Thanks for checking out the first episode of The Space Shot. I can't promise you that future episodes won't be photobombed by one of my cats, which somehow this one wasn't photobombed by a cat, which is pretty cool. Um, I can promise you a quick dose of space history um, and news that you can listen to or watch anywhere. Um, it would be fantastic if you would leave a review for the show, share this video on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, whatever your social network of choice is. It's cool with me. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.